to just know when you're listening to a right. original recording that you don't want to listen. Who who is listening to like Broadway cast recordings on I'm shuffle sh- on psychopaths? Do, That's who. Ment- like mentally unwell, Actually, unstable folk. I know who would Natalie. <laughs> <laughs> Over Broadway. Once again, it's another episode of Bits Over Broadway. Bits Over Broadway. Wow. Okay, Ooh, we're transitioning sultry. to ASMR. Yes, <laughs> I had to use the I had to use the congestion voice for something. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's like it's the it's the episode of Friends where Phoebe's like, "Oh, I have a cold and I'm so sexy now." I. Honestly, I feel that vibe. Thank you. Like that was speaking truth to power. Honestly, Thank- oh my god, you're so true. <laughs> Your voice is never hotter to yourself than when you have a cold. Thank you. Somebody finally said it. Yeah, you sound disgusting to everyone else, but yeah. in your own head, you're like, wow, in my head, I'm, I'm like Patsy I'm- Klein. I'm a temptress. It's James Earl Jones in here. I love it. It's I am Mufasa. <laughs> god, I fucking. Well, wait, no, I can't be Mufasa because then I get tripled by wildebeest. <laughs> Listen, you are what you are. <laughs> And you don't throw fit. I guess you could be Darth Vader, um, famously, who nothing bad happens. Somehow worse. (laughs) Why is James Earl Jones only playing dads who are, like, mauled? Oh, wait, no, he plays the guy in um, Sandlot. He doesn't get mauled in Sandlot. Oh, okay. He does have that giant dog, though. That's terrifying. (laughs) That's right. Is he the cranky old neighbor? Is yeah, that Sandlot? Yeah, he's the cranky old What's neighbor. What's the other baseball movie? Uh, 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 Angels in the Outfield. Um, mm, no, the cornfield one. Mm. Build it and they will come. <laughs> never <laughs> What's seen that. One that? Called? Uh, Field of Dreams. <laughs> That's the okay. One. <laughs> okay, never seen that. No. What's the one where the kid breaks his army throws real fast? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, Do you know I what I'm talking about, Mitch? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year and Sandlot to me are the same movie in my brain. They're not, but in my brain they are. Yeah, I feel you. So anyway, we decided that since Broadway's coming back in September, so are we. So are we, we. famously That's strictly true. adhere to a Broadway schedule. It is true. We have to ha- keep with the times, <laughs> which is um, why we didn't release the Anthony's this year. That's right. I just <laughs> it had absolutely say, nothing to do with our schedule. Yeah, whatsoever. it had nothing to do with us as people. It was absolutely all um, the Broadway it's League. Broadway's fault. It's a whole thing. Um, there was we an are injunction. contracted with the Broadway League. We're <laughs> we part are, of Equity. We are technically a Broadway house, and so I can't get into all uh, of it. It's, it's, it's a so whole much thing. paperwork. <laughs> Um, I will. I would just love to say on the record, love that Broadway is requiring proof of vaccination. Yes, um, thank in God order somebody to is. Because I think I think it should just be a vaccine, a vaccination mandate, and not yeah. vaccine or proof of negative COVID test. Yes. Like I think it should be because we already know that proof of negative por- yeah. tests is like nothing. Porque no los Why not both? Why not you both? have to be vaxxed and negative. Yeah, I don't know. Call us, Broadway. We've got some great ideas we, on how you can have three people attend your shows. <laughs> three people. Not only will we be your script doctors, but we will also be your right. health board. <laughs> we'll be your other doctors. Yeah, exactly. Your medical doctors. Your medical script doctors. And, script and medical Just doctors. Just a disclaimer, we are not medical professionals. <laughs> Says who? If Dr. Death can do it, so can I. <laughs> And also, um, famously, we both have the classic post-COVID cold. We have the gay cold. <laughs> oh no, it got it, it got us. It got us good. Um, it's just me and Con, just fam. This yeah, episode, it's just fam. It's Mayor Baron Kanban. That's right. 
back again. Um, and this week we are doing The Lightning Thief. Yes. The Percy Jackson musical. And shout out to um, one of our readers from Florida, <laughs> Florida who emailed us and said that we should cover the show. And yeah. we are. And we are. And we're saying See, thank you so much for this this beautiful suggestion. If you email us, we will come. Sometimes. <laughs> And then sometimes I just don't check the inbox for like six months. I often forget that that email even exists. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> like, wait, hold on. Why do I have seven unread emails? Where Where are they? Where are I they? I don't understand. Yeah. So Percy Jackson, this was yes. not, this is based on a YA novel, which I'm sure you'll cover in Correct. Facts and Figs. Um, but this was not like, this was my youngest brother. So he was born in 98. Okay. Yeah. This was like his generation's yeah. book. It it's was not like, quite mine. It's very much like um uh like the Gen Z Harry Potter essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it feels like. Yeah. And there's like there's like what fifteen books in the series. It's a lot. It's It's like a saga. Yeah, because he has like uh, Riordan has like the original Percy Jackson and the Olympians, and then he has like the Heroes of Olympus, and then he has Trials of Apollo. Okay, so is it like three sagas, or are they all interconnected? They all interconnect, but like each one tells a different story. So it's more like a Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them vibe than it is all the original. Okay. Connor, let's go ahead and get into it. Why don't you hit us on some facts and figures? Facts and figures. Wow, that was a, a short drop. A quick drop. A quickie. <laughs> quickie Dad said, goodie. I'm not working. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has to play chess on his phone. That's right. The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson musical, has music and lyrics by Rob Rakiki. I think that's I'm saying that right. A <laughs> uh, book by Joe Trax of um, Be More Chill fame. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, and uh, it's based on The Lightning Thief of Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Riordan. It originally uh, premiered off-Broadway in 2014 as a one-hour musical, and then they went on tour in 2015, and it was mostly like a tour where they took it to schools, and Mm -hmm. it was like to teach kids about Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And then it proved to be so popular that they um, rewrote the entire thing, made it into a two-act, and um, revived it on off-Broadway in 2017. It ran from March 23rd to May 6th, and then it did a 2019 national tour, and then it transferred to Broadway in... In 2019 um, and ran from September 20th for previews, opened on October 16th and ran to January 5th. It was a limited like 16 oh, run, okay. uh, 16 week run. And Not a were, COVID casualty. No, Fully um, ended. but the their first national tour of the Broadway show was a COVID casualty. Okay. It was supposed to start in the 20 in late 2020 and it got canceled, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the off-Broadway production of in 2017 was nominated for three Drama Desk Awards okay. for, for Outstanding Musical, Outstanding Book of a Musical, and uh, George Salazar was oh Outstanding boyfriend. Featured Actor, but it didn't win any, unfortunately. Okay. Um, and just a quick synopsis if you don't know anything about Percy Jackson. The musical follows Percy Jackson, a teenager who newly discovers that he is a demigod and goes on an epic quest to find Zeus's missing lightning bolt to prevent a war between the Greek gods. Okay, I do think I might have seen um cuz I on YouTube I wanted to like try and yeah. see it staged. Um there, I did not. I think I saw like a school the the 1 hour version. Yeah, the 1 hour version is on YouTube. Yeah, and I think I saw that because I was like, oh, these songs are not in the right order. No, no. Um so it makes sense that they rewrote it cuz mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hold on. And also <laughs> it was like, look out, there's a minotaur and it's just like a man in like yes. a bull head and I was like Budget is low. We love it. We love low budget theater. <laughs> but I mean, it was fun and 
everyone was like committing and the voices were yeah. fun. Like not mad about it, but also it wasn't George Salazar. So it was no, also kind of, of like, not. why am I wasting my Where time? Where is my boyfriend? But then there was a couple like, it looked like Feinstein, like 54 Below. It oh, looked like there yeah. was a couple like sessions, like a concert yeah. version or like a staged reading. Where, I definitely saw that. Um, I saw George Salazar do like the... um terrible day or what is that one another terrible day oh another terrible day yeah, yeah. i watched him it's such do a fun that one. song it's really fun to watch him i would just love to see him oh my perform. god yeah. i i was kind of bummed and the recording that's on spotify that i that we listened to mm-hmm. um i think is the off-broadway cast because george so salazar did not go to broadway with okay. it okay even though he should he should be on george salazar t- call me the next time you're on broadway i would love to we see would you love to see you am i gonna let up a google alert for george salazar maybe honestly we should maybe i will he is that talented i love him and i don't know if it was because he was in this show but i got like such mad be more chill vibes from this i did too and now that you say it was written by like yeah. uh, there's the same creative in the mix mm-hmm. i think that that's why because the music sounded very like um it's not i mean it sounded like a late yeah 20 teens music it sounds like dear yeah. van hansen it sounds like it's like that poppy yeah the pop musical like rocky, feel yeah sort yeah of. i wanted to see it staged because i felt like i was really struggling to keep up with what mm-hmm. the hell was going on yeah if you don't know the story of yeah. percy jackson and like that first book it's probably like impossible it, to follow uh, gobbledygook <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you <laughs> and i was like i was trying to find a copy of the first i thought since it was published in like 2012 that there would be like a library copy I could just oh, sure. kind of zoom through nothing like everything really? had like a weeks long hold yeah. on it I'm like, it's extremely popular <laughs> okay shoot. oh you should I'll, I'll, I don't know if you can borrow ebooks because I have all of the I books I don't know if you can yeah. but I mean it's fine I listened and I like read the wiki synopsis and I get it um I knew that it was popular because he struggles in school but yes. actually that's his superpower right. because somehow the god of the sea means you can't like focus yeah. or read words right? because, no because like his brain is like executive re- function problems. yeah his brain is ri- wired for ancient greek instead of <laughs> oh, english okay that makes more yes. sense oh okay. and the adhd is his battle instincts let's <laughs> mm, speak on that <laughs> famously sun tzu also had adhd yeah famously famously so um this is I will go out of uh, go out of the way to okay. say that this adaptation is much more beloved by the fan base mm-hmm. than the movie. The movie was like fully reviled, right? Shit. Okay. <laughs> that was in the comments of the YouTube like one hour production I watched and it was like Fox had ninety five billion dollars <laughs> yes. and they still couldn't do better than this. <laughs> Like Absolutely. these people are walking around fully with like buckets and a painted banner, and this is still better than this the movie. This is still better than the fucking movie. Yeah, the movie is the movie's trash because they like also don't like adapt the story at all. The musical is like really a strong adaptation. Okay, like almost everything that happens in the musical happens in the book. Okay, and it's based on the first book, right? Yeah, correct. So this is kind of setting us up like. This is um, the backstory on Percy Jackson. Um, And like a lot happens, I feel like, in that prologue. Oh, yeah. No, because they have to get him out of the like school zone and get him into the camp. Yeah, which I thought was interesting that they even I guess they had to. You have to see some of him at the school because there's a couple teachers that Mm -hmm. there's like a teacher who's actually a fury in disguise. And then there's a teacher that's also a half blood. A centaur. Oh, he's a centaur. Yeah. A real Mr. Tumnus situation. Uh, there, oh, well, there's also a satyr, so satyr. there is yeah, a Mr. Like, Tumnus. Yeah, what is going on? There's so many half-man, half-horse situations. <laughs> half, okay, satyrs are goats. Half-four-legged thing. <laughs> wow, way to be goatist. Wow. 
wow, wow, wow. Clearly, I don't know my Greek history. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he they like go on a field trip. Right. And they're at like the Metropolitan Museum of Art. Classic. And they're because it all takes place in New York. Um, okay. So like Percy lives in New York City and then go the Camp Half-Blood is in Long Island. Oh, interesting place mm-hmm, probably I not know. where i would put it <laughs> i mean honestly <laughs> maybe upstate but then they're trying to get to los Could angeles for it? some reason yeah because that's the entrance to the underworld <laughs> and honestly true correct <laughs> Rick Riordan, los angeles is the entrance to Rick hell yes, got it right. <laughs> now that is a new yorker through and through <laughs> thank you <laughs> Where is the gate of we hell? Los Angeles. Oh, it's Los Angeles. <laughs> um, okay, so also we find out in the prologue slash the day I got expelled that he's been expelled from like six other schools. Yeah. And is this because I, I was a little confused. Is that because like people are always trying to find him and like fuck him up? Because you can't just get expelled because you have dyslexia. Right. Um, <laughs> like, oh my God, he's doing so bad on his test. We have to expel yeah. him. Like, that's not a thing. That's, we simply can't do that. Uh, yeah, it's like implied in the book that he is like, trouble kind of finds him. Okay. So like, it's sort of like that situation where he's just constantly kind of like... Things are happening to him. Happening to him. And he's like, ah, it's not me. And then he just keeps getting expelled. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's a little something. Um, I love that he has like a terrible stepdad. Yes, and then I'm just jumping ahead. It's yeah, later course. revealed, or it wasn't. I I got this through the YouTube thing uh-huh. that he has this terrible stepdad because monsters wouldn't be able to smell mm-hmm. him because of how bad his yes. stepdad stinks. Yeah, in the book, they're like, "Your mom is actually fucking brilliant for marrying that a total that, piece of that shit. total piece of shit because it kept you safe for like 13 years." Yeah, because. <laughs> someone makes a comment they're like um, like half bloods are like pizza to monsters they fucking smell them wherever they go i can't believe you survived this long without being because the whole thing the whole conceit of like camp half blood is that they have to go there to stay safe right but then they all leave in the summer so like what happens in the summer the summer they are there for the summer and then sometimes so like we're getting into the weeds okay like get Um, me into the lore because you know i don't understand i know that oh i also wanted to ask how do you feel about this because it is fantasy and there is lore and i know how much you hate that but it is based on like actual like lore actual lore (laughs) like actual lore like i (laughs) listen i don't i don't mind greek mythology i was never like super into it that's because you're straight So I've heard. Um, I mean, I was I was into it in that I liked the stories, but yeah. uh, similarly as to the Bible, I don't care about all the begatting. Well, of course, like I don't give a shit whose kid is whose because yeah, 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 the yeah. gods fuck around too much for me to try and draw the yeah. like family tree. Oh, I'm not absolutely. interested in getting into that. Well, they're like, also forest. all like fucking each other and yeah, they're like all, siblings. Like, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's like, all incest. That's not the part I need to know. Yeah, like, we don't yeah, need to, we I'll don't. read more about Icarus. <laughs> like, that that's fun. totally fine. Right. Or Athena, whatever. Like. Um, but I was never like cataloging like the god of war, the god right. of um, love, all of that stuff. I know it like generally Zeus is the big guy. Listen, right. I've seen the Disney movie Hercules. I've seen the I movies. get the idea. I get it. Um, but I, I, yeah, let's get into the lore a Hercules little bit. Hercules does make an appearance in the <laughs> second series of Percy Jackson. Okay, good to know. Is he a good guy? Or oh, wait, guy? no. I think it's in the, the first one. Never mind. Is he um, technically? A, he's not technically a half-blood. He is a half-blood, but he gets turned into a god. But he's not a half-blood technically because he doesn't have a human parent. In, in, the, in mythology, he does. 
Oh, he does? I'm relatively sure. Oh, yeah. okay. He's not the child of Zeus and Hera. Oh, uh, that was a Disney mm-hmm. modification. See, I don't mm-hmm. know. Any- I tell you, when it comes to who gave birth to who, I just don't it's, give a It's a shit. little complicated. <laughs> And also, like, you can't have uh, in Disney, I mean, obviously, you can't have Zeus be a fuckboy, which he is. Yeah, I know. I'm like, they really made him into a nice guy when he's really, honestly, a real fucking piece of shit. He's a fucking piece of shit. Half of Greece is a descendant of (laughs) Zeus. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now, bad guy in this is Kronos. Yes. But Kronos is like the original. He's like the OG. He gave birth to the world. Um, Right? That's the whole idea? Sort of. He gave birth to the, uh, or like he is the father of the Olympians. Okay. Um, And. uh, But then they like locked him up because he's a bad guy. Yeah, because he like uh, was afraid of them. It's like very much like. Uh, my children are going to like put me in a nursing home, mm. so I simply cannot have that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to yeah. eat them. I heard a prophecy once that one of my kids is going <laughs> to exactly. kill me. So, so I'll kill them and I'll somehow them I and, fulfill the prophecy. And I will I will subvert <laughs> prophecy because we know that's exactly how prophecy Never works. try and subvert the prophecy. The only way to defeat a prophecy is to simply do nothing to defeat do the prophecy. Do nothing to defeat the prophecy. <laughs> if we have learned anything from mythology. And it's not much, but I will say, don't um, eat your own kids nope. or have sex with them. Mm-mm. And... Uh, and also don't try and do anything when a prophecy happens. Those are the big three. <laughs> the big three for mythology. Um, okay. It is really interesting that they, because I think like that's one of the weakest parts of the show is that it, because it is like essentially adapting a franchise, mm-hmm. you, they introduce like the idea of Kronos, but Kronos doesn't like really do a lot in the first book. Yeah, so I guess that was kind of my question is that I couldn't understand what the hell the conflict was. Like I had legitimately, I know he has to go on a quest. Mm -hmm. I know he goes to the underworld and like rescues his mom from hell. Right. But that doesn't have anything to do with, and then he finds out that someone is working with, someone that he trusts is working with Kronos. Yeah, one of the um, boys in the Hermes cabin. That he becomes friends with. Now the Hermes cabin's the rejects, right? Yeah, Hermes because like Hermes is is the the god of travelers. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay, 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 Um, okay. Like because Hermes is the god of like travelers and um, like Mm. uh, thieves and stuff like that. So they take all the people who are like unclaimed, essentially. Yeah, I love when people are like. Disney movies are actually teaching you that parents are bad because everyone's an orphan in a Disney movie. And this book is straight up. That's just all children's media. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. This book is like sometimes your parents don't love you. Yeah, literally. <laughs> this Like literally, you could just rename this musical. My parents suck the musical. Yes. Like, it's like so full blown teen angst. It's just like our life sucks because our parents don't love right. us. There's literally an entire song where they all just shit talk their parents. It's amazing. It's like you think you got it so bad. My mom fucks my boyfriend. <laughs> Go all the way off. Okay. And then Chiron is like, my dad was the Titan Kronos who ate all of his kids. And everyone's like, yeah, you got it the worst. Yeah. All right. You win, man. Come okay, on. you win. You all fucking right. like one up. Shut us. up. We get it. Your life sucks pretty bad. Let us keep bitching. <laughs> um, okay. So he gets so he gets expelled and then like, yeah. but he's still and his teacher throws him a pen that turns into a sword and Correct. he like defeats a villain. Yes. But he's like, I hope. What? How is he processing that? Like, that's clearly never happened before. No. So, like, in the book, if I remember correctly, he kind of, like, almost, like, blacks out. Like, it happens really quickly. Okay. Um, And he's like, did that actually just happen? Did I black out? Is that... Got and it. then, like, Grover and Mr. Brunner, or I, a.k.a. Chiron, mm-hmm. are like, 
it was all a trick. <laughs> it didn't exist. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. We never had They're a Mrs. Dot. They're basically trying to gaslight yeah. him. <laughs> Miss, who are you talking about? We've never had a teacher named Mrs. Dodds. We've never Dot. had a teacher named Mrs. Dodds. Who like, are you talking what about? What is going on? Yeah, no. And then um, it gets to a point where like, uh, oh, I can't remember like what the inciting incident is. I know. Because I'm like, all of a sudden, he's getting kicked out of school. Right. He goes home to his mom. His mom's like, that's fine because we'll just put you in another school. It's okay that you're different, baby. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, manager. <laughs> and then his mom is dead. I'm like, what is happening? If I remember correctly, there's like a whole thing where like he got him and his mom go to like the beach where she met Poseidon. Okay. And then um, there's like a huge storm or something like that. Mm. And I think it's implied that Zeus is coming to kill Percy. And why? <clears throat> because he thinks that Percy is the thief who stole his lightning bolt. So what so that has happened before we're yes. even in the story. Yeah, no, it's that's not like all he's like, at the camp and he's and they're like extra extra read all about <laughs> yeah, exactly. it. Zeus's bolt's gone. <laughs> it's just it's like, very much like Hermes flying through the camp just being like, hey, did you guys hear? <laughs> So he's just like, okay, I'm Zeus knows Poseidon's kid yes. and is like, could only be Poseidon's could only kid. Could be Poseidon's kid. Okay. Well, yeah, because like the gods, like uh, as well as being family, they also all hate each other. Yeah, very petty. Yeah, well, I so mean, they're family. So they're family. <laughs> um, so it's like, it's, yeah, it's implied that Zeus is like coming to kill Percy. So they're like, we have to get to Half-Blood Hill. And okay. then that's when like. Because Zeus can't get past Half-Blood Hill. No, the gods like really can't like interfere mm. there. Okay. Um. And so they like go and because they're away from his shitty stepdad, right? All the monsters can, can find sniff him. him. You can sniff him out. Sniff him good. And Hades is it's it's also said that like Hades is the one sending the monsters after him because Hades wants the lightning bolt. Mm. I thought Hades stole the lightning bolt. No, we don't know who we stole don't, the lightning. We don't know. Who Even stole it. in this. It never gets resolved. That's just kind of like an open-ended. No, uh, we find out that Ares, uh, with or like Luke stole the lightning bolt and with the help of Ares planted it on Percy. He didn't know there was a lightning bolt on him. No. He didn't know. No. He like, he's like, <laughs> there's, he's like walking through the underworld and he's like, why the fuck is my backpack so heavy? <laughs> Like literally, that's what happens in the book. He's like, "Why is my backpack so heavy?" My and then guy. he like finally he finally takes the backpack off and he looks and he's like, "There's a lightning bolt in here." Huh? I thought it was a bunch of rocks. <laughs> Turns out. Turns out. <laughs> it's the whole fucking reason for this show. <laughs> so a minotaur kills his mom. Yeah. She sacrifices herself to save Percy right. so he can get away. Yes. And somehow he gets taken to half to Camp Half Blood. Yeah, because that happens like right outside of camp. He's like, uh, it like literally happens like she's on. Like, okay, the border. And was she taking him to camp? Here's yes. that's my question. How come she's never taken him to camp before? Because she wanted. Because like the whole, it's like we're getting it's into a, the, we're it's getting a, into the weeds it's again. Lore. Okay, okay, it's lore. Because like yeah, it's like they they come into the, when they come into their powers that like twelve or thirteen. That's when monsters mm. start coming after them harder. Oh, essentially, I see. And that's why the monsters a, can sniff them. And they because he's reek. a child of one of the big three, he's a super powerful demigod. So people are coming to fuck him up. Okay. But he doesn't know his powers. No. He doesn't know that his dad's Poseidon. No. And that's the whole thing of Camp Half-Blood, I feel yes. like. There's like a whole song where everyone's like, my mom's Athena. Uh -huh. My dad is me, me. And then <laughs> and he's like, um, I'm a fucking bastard and I don't know who my dad is. And they're like, okay, you're not our friend. I don't know. I feel like he gets ostracized because oh, he doesn't yeah, know who his dad is. 100%. Okay. Yeah, it's fucked up. But he does make some friends. He does. Now, what's the goat's deal? The goat is um, his protector. Okay. And that's George Salazar. 
but he's not the are people doing double duty in this okay that's what i thought because i was like there's also a very grumpy person yeah dionysus Right. Yeah. Why is he so mad? Isn't he supposed to be drunk all the time? Because he's not allowed to be drunk all the time. He's not allowed to be drunk all the time. <laughs> taking care of the children. Yes. I feel that. It's a. It's like his punishment for fucking Zeus's favorite wood nymph or something like that. Well, and as I've always said, quit fucking wood nymphs and you exactly. wouldn't have this problem, Dionysus. Fun fact, did you guys know that uh, allegedly Dionysus was the one who invented the first dildo? <laughs> That's why they call it a dildo, a dildo. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That was bad. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. We should probably talk about actually the music in this. Um, I, so my thing with the music, I like it. Mm-hmm. I just feel, and I feel like I this, is, fine. this is like kind of a thing with all like recent pop musicals. I feel like it needs something more. Yeah. It feels very monotone to me. Yes. It's not, it's, it's very dynamic music, but it all feels like it's at the same level to me. And And I can't tell from song to song what's going on. I feel that. I also like, I'm thinking like in terms of orchestration, I feel like I would like a more rounded out pit, like maybe a little bit of horn in there or something like that. I feel like that could really like elevate it. Yeah. It feels very rock band. Yes. It feels very like this is a four piece. Right. You've got your guitar, your bass, your drum, your Your maybe keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, I will say the the two songs that I felt like were standouts for me mm-hmm. were The Tree on the Hill. Um oh, that was because so good. my yeah. boyfriend George Salazar, George Salazar. Um the emotion that he is I able hope, to yeah. convey. Absolutely. I just think he's Through super recording. talented. Yeah. Like I, and at first I was like, give him a lead role. What are we doing? And then I was like, no, I love him as character like side yeah. characters because I feel like he just like imbues them with this really like really well-rounded mm-hmm. i just like feel like he's such a lovable i don't know i felt like he was really a side character and be more chill and yeah, kind of is. i guess he's not really a side character here he's he's pretty like one of the big three i yeah. think but i just feel like he gets such good songs i'm like i he want does. you to sing a whole al- i would listen I to a whole album of george salazar it's, uh, he's honestly so fucking talented and like you said he's able to convey all of that over a recording mm-hmm. that you can't even see him emoting no but you, you can, can hear it. it yeah he's so i just think he's so talented um yeah i i said in my notes that he's consistently the best part of every show that we listen a thousand to. percent <laughs> a thousand percent george salazar lead role win honestly um there was a song when they're like traveling. I guess it's called Drive. Lost. Oh, oh. Lost. Mm, where's the one where they're like where they talk to the squirrel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's lost. That's lost. Um, Connor, what's your worst nightmare and why is it being lost in a forest in New Jersey? Um because <laughs> JK, that's me. <laughs> no, it's also mine. Why would anybody want to die in New Jersey? First of all, yes. <laughs> First of all, you know how I feel about forests. Very afraid. Very and afraid. second of all, in New Jersey, that's not how I'm going out. I am not going out in the Garden State. Are Absolutely you fucking kidding not. me? I would rather. I will drag my half dead carcass across the state line into New York. I would yeah. rather be dead in New York than alive in New Jersey. <laughs> I've said it once. I'll say it again. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they talk to the squirrel and it's like, <laughs> who who can talk to the squirrel? Let's Grover. The- uh, George. George. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so Grover is his friend from school, but he's actually he's protecting actually him. He's a satyr, yeah. Okay. That was my confusion, I think. I'm like, yeah. who are all these 
people and the double duty also because i was like yeah that really that sounds like george salazar but i don't understand why he's playing and that's the other thing is that like because he has such a distinct voice i was like what's going on and that's i think that's really fun is that you kind of get you get like both sides of george in this for uh, sure recording you have him be like because the uh another terrible day is so fun Mm -hmm. because it's just like him bitching oh for sure and it's and he has this like great character voice and it's amazing and then you get tree on the hill and it's like super devastating devastating um i also felt like tree on the hill was much better placed in this than Mm -hmm. the one hour thing i saw on youtube because Mm. this comes like pretty late in the second act and it's kind of like explaining why he cares so much i feel like and in the one hour show it was just kind of like oh well one time i was protecting someone i didn't do a good job and she died yeah and then like now she's the the tree right but this felt like it was more more emotional and like hit 100 percent different i just felt like it was a better placement yeah i mean the other song that i really loved was doa oh yeah that's a good um, one and that's when they get to yeah they're like hell. floating down the river stacks yeah. and- um and then i did love that there was a weird like josh groban oh yeah you have to bit. make a like a a joke about mm-hmm. everybody dies <laughs> um oh i see Okay, so there's this whole bit where the ensemble sings Come Sail Away, Come Sail Away, which mm-hmm. is the sticks reference. And then they have like a DJ Cerberus joke. Yeah. Uh, I The Vienna Boys Choir thing really kind of was <laughs> strange <dark>. to me. <laughs> they all died. And now their voices will now never voices change. Will, I was they'll like, be contraltos <laughs> for or, uh, countertenors forever. The, the dream. Um, Honestly, oh my God. <laughs> if only my balls had never dropped. <laughs> I could be famous if my balls had never dropped. <laughs> That's what they all say. That's what they all say. Um, but I think those were my two like favorites. I thought they were the most um, most interesting to listen to sure. because they were different. Mm-hmm. Um, I did feel like, like you said, I think that there needs to be a more rounded out orchestration. Yeah, because it does feel very rock band. Yeah, um, it's and like I, I totally agree that a lot of it is very like a lot of the songs sound very similar. Yeah. Which is, I mean, for a musical, that's kind of what you want, but also... But I think what you want, I, I think what I'm missing on this one particularly mm-hmm. is that I would love some themes for the characters. Sure. Some musical themes. Like, mm, I'm trying to think back to like, I think Sondheim does a really good job of this. Absolutely. But like, I'm thinking of Into the Woods, where mm-hmm. it's like, this is Rapunzel's theme. And yeah. when she's on stage, it's like, in it's involved somehow it's a through line that's running through whatever music is playing um i would think that this because there are so many characters Mm -hmm. and because they're sometimes played by the same people i would really appreciate some yeah and just like a little bit of underscoring because it does feel very like i think that's the thing about sort of new musicals or more like poppy musicals like we're we're seeing now is that it does feel very the action is happening. Now there is a song and right. it's not, it's sort of related to the action, but it's also just kind of like stuck in the middle. And then right. we're moving on to the next scene. It's not like a flow. Oh yeah. Through, I do you know what I mean? A lot of, cause I feel like a lot of what's happened, especially in like more modern musicals is we're focusing on the songs more as, um, and, and, uh, 
a like um, investigation into character mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. opposed to a way to move the plot to forward. move it. Yes, exactly. I'm like, they don't move the plot, but they do. But you're right. It's character development. It's yeah. not plot movement. No, not. For and, sure. and that's definitely a more like modern aspect because mm-hmm. like there's a lot of I mean, like when you go back to like your golden age musicals or like Sondheim or like any of your classic stuff, it does. You're still doing character introspection um, in the sure. songs, but you are also moving the plot forward mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and there are a few songs in the show that do that. Like yeah. the first number, um, I really like Drive, the okay. one where uh, it's after Lost. Um, and it's because I fuck with the travel song. Okay. <laughs> I fuck with You're the travel song. Oh my, oh my God, I love <laughs> it. And, it's, and that one reminded me a lot of um, the song in Shrek where they're like traveling. Um, yeah. And I love that number. Okay. So, um, there are songs that do that, but a lot of the songs in this are just like character mm-hmm. development. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to sum it because it's hard to for me, it was like hard to articulate yeah. what was not clicking. And I think I mean, listen, I'm not saying every musical needs to be a rock opera. You don't have to it doesn't have to be sung through. Right. You I don't need Phantom of the Opera you know, for every show. Totally. Um I think a good a good recent example. Don't kill me. Okay. Um, is Hamilton interesting? <laughs> Only because I do think there Wild are some that Meryl K. Aaron's is lauding Lin Manuel Miranda on this podcast. But I do think he does a good job of. You don't have to. You can listen to that whole album yeah. and know what the hell is going on sure. in the show. There, it's still spoken. There are still mm-hmm. plenty of scenes that are spoken and um, things are happening. But I do right. feel like the songs do a good job of keeping you like abreast of what's you can listen to the soundtrack and you know what's going on i don't feel like like having never never heard of or listened to Mm -hmm. or understood what hamilton was i got it by listening to the album i didn't need to see it staged right this was really hard for me to follow along, mm-hmm. not knowing the story and trying to suss out what the hell was going yeah, on. Yeah, like who's who and what's what yeah, the plot and, I, is and, and and so I feel like there's definitely a way to do it. Um, clearly, there's a way to do it. Right. I just wish that this had kind of um, done a little bit more of that, like a little bit more letting us in on what's going on in the scene, a little sure. bit more of. Um, I would even take like a little bit of spoken intro into the tracks yeah absolutely like just a little more context i felt was necessary as someone who had never um Mm -hmm. interacted with the story in any way i feel you um and i love double duty i think that's fun like we said earlier especially with like the george salazar character specifically he's the he's the one only because i know his voice that i knew was doing double duty but i'm sure other characters are yeah um it's fun for them to get to play kind of two different sides, mm-hmm. but I want to know who they are. Right. <laughs> like yeah, like I totally you need get that. to like delineate somehow because I'm right. very fucking I'm so fucking confused. <laughs> exactly. And especially nowadays when um I not to say that everyone on Broadway sounds the same, but a lot of people have a very specific like poppy oh, to- voice, tone to their and voice. And it can and it can be kind of hard to delineate between characters because like we do get like introductions to characters and that kind of thing um like in one of the camp songs Mm -hmm. but like if you can't see that person it can be really hard to tell who's singing and what yeah yeah. also why does everyone at the camp hate percy are they all just like we hate new people or what i uh i think it's more like um 
Jealousy. <laughs> They're all just jealous of you, Percy. But he doesn't know who his dad is yeah. for a while, right? I don't, I don't fully remember why people Is it a thing him. where, like, he just doesn't know, but they all are, like, yeah. suspicious of who he is? Or are they all just like, you don't know, so it must be a lesser god and you don't matter? Um, I think it's more a situation, if I remember correctly, like, the whole hit, like, him and Clarice thing, Clarice is the daughter of Ares. Like, they she's have, the mean one, right? She's the mean one. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, like, an altercation at some point on, like, Percy's first day. Okay. Where he like does something to her and she this gets, is the whole capture the flag yeah, situation. And she gets pissed. So then she corners him in the bathroom and that's how, how he finds out that he's he the can, son of like, a Pida, uh, Poseidon because he like explodes the toilet. the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the toilet overflowed. I'm the, go- I'm the son I'm of the, the god Poseidon. I'm the son of the god of water. <laughs> if you clog a toilet, you're the son of Poseidon. <laughs> that's how that works. That is legally binding. <laughs> Um, on that note, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, answer Why it. does all... A young adult novels. Um, why do they all feature a game of capture the flag? I think it's because <laughs> capture the flag is a symbol of a puberty. It's adulthood. Uh-huh. It's angst. have you ever it's played capture the flag? Like maybe I've once. never played it in my life. <laughs> I've never played Capture the Flag. How have you never played? You lived in Missouri and you never played Capture the Flag. No, like I. No, did you, Mitch? You played Capture the Flag. Mitch is nodding yes. No, we used to play like. A town-wide game of tag where you like oh, ran fun. through at night and had to like yeah, 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 hide yeah, and yeah. stuff. But I've never played Capture the Flag. I think I've only ever me. played it like once or twice. Interesting. Um, I feel like what uh, what other book? Oh, it's in the Divergent series. They yeah. have to do like a Capture the Flag game. Oh, interesting. I never read Divergent. What are you doing? Shailene Woodley's star Shailene, turn. <laughs> I mean, the girlies are back. Oh, the girlies are back. Um, I no, I because uh, Divergent was like at the end of like the dystopian mm-hmm. YA. Novel, yeah, it was. Boom, yeah, and um, I was already burnt out on Hunger yeah. Games. So, it like, was like religious Hunger Games. Correct. <laughs> it was like a psycho mix of. Um, but like, isn't it like the Giver? Yes, and, but like, yeah. isn't it like like that one is barely a dystopia because it's like, what if people had a certain personality trait it's like yeah what is this it's very like we assign you a job very the giver in that way and then also it's like a pullback reveal at the end of three books that like it's an experiment happening in like (gasps) a fucking rusted out chicago oh my god that's like the whole thing of it like the the normal world is happening and like chicago just like experienced a meltdown and so then like it's like they're being experimented on as a population. It's actually time. The Village <gasps> by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh my god. Oh wait, it's not about the beach that makes you old? It is not about the beach that makes you old. Um, I live for that meme. We're fully dating this podcast uh, episode fully. and I love that. I went and saw it before I saw oh, all the did? memes. Yeah, I saw it like the weekend it oh opened. God. Just because I hadn't been to a movie in a while. I will not give M. Night Shyamalan my money. I will because he's doing something new and fun and also I liked Split. The oh, one with okay. James McAvoy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really well done. I, I haven't seen it. I really enjoyed that. I know that was part of like a franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought the, it was fun. Like, um, the glass, glass unbreakable yeah, split, yeah. I think. I've saw I saw glass like way back in the day, but yeah, um, I did not. I never yeah, saw any of the other three. <laughs> didn't see any of the other three <laughs> or the other two. Um sure. I just saw split, but I thought that was fun. And I was like, whatever, I'll give it a shot. Cause it's like not 
yeah. a superhero movie and it's not a like previously owned IP. So, right, right. okay, that's fine. Like I'll go check it out. And then like left the theater was like, you know what? I had fun. It was not like the best movie no, I've ever not. seen, but like it was uh, killed an hour, two hours and yeah, I enjoyed myself. Okay. Um, and then all the memes came out yeah. and I was like, okay, live for the, live you for don't the have to see the movie to get the memes, but the memes are funny. So, okay. Explain the premise to me. It's like the, you just go to the beach and it makes you old. Is that the whole thing? Yeah. Because of magnets. Magnets? Um, magnets? We don't know how they work. So There's, that makes sense. I don't. Um, <laughs> yeah. It makes me laugh because they go and well, the whole, the whole conceit, sorry, spoilers for old, skip oh ahead 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, Mitch, can you put in a little tag after I... <laughs> to the readers now um the whole thing is that they like are doing it to study medications on them why um, is because, everything a social experiment yeah. with you and my someone's like big pharma must die um like they all get targeted because they all have a medical issue okay and they are served a cocktail at the beginning of the film and it's like based on your preferences we devised this cocktail just for you but it's actually a like it's a medicine and so like one of the people on the beach has um suffers from epilepsy and so she okay. has seizures and then they give her the medicine and she doesn't have seizures interesting for whatever so then like it's like oh we tested on you know and right. and this um and one of the moms like one of the main characters on the beach has like a tumor that's mm. the whole reason they're there because she has this tumor but it's probably benign but then it starts growing exponentially mm, no. because the beach makes the you beach old, makes you old. <laughs> it makes everything accelerate the wildest part is that they cut themselves and then they heal up and immediately so oh they're trying God. to like cut this tumor out of her but her skin is sealing back <gasps> up so they all have to hold it open it's psycho that's um, disgusting yeah it's like it's supposed to be like a golf ball size lump and lump and then in like three minutes it's the size of a watermelon <laughs> and they're like just like delivering oh, this my tumor God. out of her it's so psycho and my chumlon must be stopped um i don't want to see that it's amazing. in my cinema there's also a character named mid-size sedan a rapper named mid-size sedan and i just do feel that everyone needs to know that um the it's that, amazing. That's the character's name. Yeah, that's his rap name, his midsize sedan, which is insanely funny. I laughed so hard uh, sure. when it was revealed. I think it's genius, and yeah. I love him. Night Shyamalan. He's my dad now. Oh um, my god! Yeah, it's a dumb movie, but it is great to be back in the movies. Oh my god! Yeah, no, I saw the Green Knight yesterday, and it was amazing. <gasps> was it fun? We I, saw the we saw a commercial for it. But... Yeah. Um, it's not like fun. Okay. Yeah. It <laughs> seems scary it's very tedious uh -huh. um it, there's hardly any dialogue so if you like uh, a movie that like makes more like you an think experience yeah it's like very much like it's very cerebral it's like um mm -hmm. more cinematic it's very like metaphorical mm -hmm. so if you like a movie that um has a lot of weird shit in it that's all just metaphor and simile um green knights for you and okay. also it has dev patel hot hot <sighs> He wears the Hot. most amazing cloak I've ever seen in my life. It's yellow. <laughs> it doubles as a scarf. It's perfect. And there's have. one scene where he is just lying in bed naked with silks covering his <laughs> my nether <dream>. regions. <laughs> it is so fucking hot okay let's all go see the green knight yeah absolutely it is a little spooky ooky kooky but right. like not it's totally. day 24 so not yeah. but like it's only like it's only like super spooky at the beginning and then it okay. kind of like moves into the more like fantastical um i was very like 
listen, yeah. you all know how I feel about fantasy. You know how I feel about I lore, that. and all of that applies, is, especially to like medieval night okay, shit. Sure. I don't fuck with that. Which is interesting because it is sort of mythology. Like right. the Arthurian legends are sort of yeah. mythology, and it's not for me. Miss me with that is what I say. Interesting. King Arthur, goodbye. goodbye. Knights of the Round Table, no thanks. I don't need Lancelot. It. I'm busy. You know, what I, I mean? saw one Camelot thing when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. that's all I need. I, I know that. I'm I know good. It. I'm good. Canterbury Tales. I don't even know if that's the same realm. Don't, even get don't me want that. I don't want about that. The I don't want to hear that. I, if you make me read the Canterbury Tales, I will fight you on sight. <laughs> I'm literally coming to your house. I'm egging to, your house. <laughs> I'm attacking you. I'm attacking you <laughs> in your sleep. We're in a fight right now. We are in a fight about the Canterbury Tales. <laughs> um. So, but I will uh, maybe I'll check out the Green Knight just just to see. I give it a whirl. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's fantasy, but it's like not. Nah, well, I mean, it is fantasy, but it's like a more. Um, I mean, yes or no? There is fully a talking fox. There's fully a okay. talking fox. That's um, pretty fantasy. <laughs> it is very fantasy, but it's like also there. It's a like because obviously it's a twenty four, so there's going to be a dream mm-hmm. sequence. So like, there's <laughs> there's definitely parts of it where you like you don't know if what he's witnessing is like reality or his uh, imagination. Yeah. We love. It's great, and okay. it's also like a coming of age tale, but set in the medieval times. Okay. Speaking of a coming of age tale, let's talk about, let's Percy, talk about Jackson. Percy Jackson. Perfect segue. Nailed Perfect it. segue. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Our segues are incredible. Honestly, I think that one is on par with my um, Donner Party segue from yeah, the Violet 1, episode. Thousand percent. Thank you. Listen, we only get them once every <laughs> like hundred episodes once every so. season. <laughs> Um, okay, yeah. So, so I guess my question about capture the flag was, I yeah. think that's. Oh, like, that's how this all started. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's how we got there. I forgot um, about because that. I was, I did want to talk about the capture the flag sequence. Yeah. Because I guess that was kind of how they introduced us to all the character, like all yes. the other kids. Yeah. And like, it's like what that they and at. like another terrible day is like when we meet all the other demigods. Right. So, who is his little friend whose mom is Aries? Aries. Aries is Clarice, and she's the bully who does okay. not like him. Who's Annabeth's mom? Annabeth is Athena's daughter. Athena. Okay, yeah. okay. And she's goddess of like being smart, right? Yeah, the goddess of wisdom. And <laughs> wisdom, that's the word. She's I was also for. technically um, in Greek mythology, she's also a war goddess. Right. But so the, I saw this meme on Tumblr one time that was like, I don't understand the difference between Aries and Athena. And somebody was like, Athena is Aries with brain cells. Mm well mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. aren't they related uh yes in as much as all the gods are in, in, yeah in as much but as who are the all... like brother and sister duo apollo and artemis that's who i was thinking yeah, of yeah, okay yeah. okay i didn't again my greek mythology is pretty loose it's okay i'm gay so i know all that okay amazing yeah. um but i did read um circe by madeline miller oh how was year. that i really enjoyed it i really liked her um uh song of achilles Yes, so that's so the other good. one I need to read yeah, about. It's because, so good. Um, yeah, and I thought Cersei was really fun and like a great reintro into. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'm glad I read it within recent memory because mm. it did help me kind of parse oh, a little bit of the mythology yeah. here. Um, famously, friend of the pod, Megan Betcher. Okay, loves Greek mythology. Uh, Extremely she's her shit. An amazing uh, Lord of the Rings fan. On par with myself, so <laughs> yeah, I would expect nothing less. So you would expect less. truly nothing left now that is a woman who loves lore <laughs> yes absolutely and if you want to hear us talk lore listen to our lord of the rings listen episode to our lord of it the rings is episode. top notch <laughs> truly psychotic um okay 
so yeah so they're playing capture the flag and they're like we don't want you to fuck this up for us yeah so, so go hide in the, go bathroom. Hide in the bathroom and that's when the toilets explode yeah. and everyone's like oh you must be poseidon's kid you can make toilets explode that's how it <laughs> that's works famously poseidon's famously like number poseidon's three power thing. yeah absolutely <laughs> right after Talks talking to fish, talking to fish. <laughs> Trolls, mermaids, explodes toilets. Yes. A cla- that's Poseidon, baby. And yes, absolutely. Um, so so okay. They're like, you'll know you go to Camp Half Blood. Yes. And that's when your parents get the opportunity to see your talents and they know that you're their kid because then they'll give you a gift if they think you're doing good. It's like they will claim you. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes they don't claim you. Right. So like the way that it happens is like it's not necessarily like making your talents known, but like, cause usually like the, their powers are very on par with like what their godly parent is. So like mm-hmm. Demeter's children can like make things grow really well. Right. And like that kind of thing. Um, so like if the God claims you like a little sigil appears above your head that says like, this is my child. Oh, okay. You yeah. get a, you get a little, yeah, you get sign. a little text. You're like, hey, by <laughs> the push way, notification. by the way, you're my kid. Like, uh, I'm your dad. But, but um, <laughs> I'm very busy controlling the seas and talking to mermaids. <laughs> I don't know if this translated to the Broadway production, but I was very obsessed in the YouTube one hour version that I watched that Poseidon is a man in a Hawaiian. Yes, shirt. absolutely. Hilarious. It's great. And that's how he's per- per- portrayed in the book as well and it's also because they like go to mount olympus at um certain points in the Uh books and like poseidon's throne is like a fishing chair and it has like a fishing rod on it it's very funny like it's it's all very modern is a retiree in jacksonville florida (laughs) obsessed not jacksonville simply obsessed that's Um, great okay that's great and he's nice Poseidon is just like a chill guy or what? Yeah. It seemed like he was nice in this little production. Yeah, that I saw. he definitely like of the godly parents, I would say that like Poseidon is like the most the most. The most. He's the most chill out of all of them. <laughs> um yeah, he's like the most chill. Okay. And he gives Percy a conch shell. A conch shell. And that then ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for Chekhov's item. <laughs> As you always should when does, be. When does the conch shell go when off? When does the conch shell go <laughs> off? That's right, baby. Act three. There's okay. not a third act in this show, just to be clear. <laughs> I was going to say, does it come back later in the series? Or do we see... When does he get the conch shell? Because again, I'm, I so couldn't... in the conch shell doesn't happen in the book, but like um, this is... It's mostly to like condense the plot of mm-hmm. this show because... In the original, he had they have to find like the pearls of Persephone so that they can get out of the underworld and that mm-hmm, kind of thing. If you roll, if you give a moose a muffin, situation. exactly, essentially. So like this is, uh, he blows the conch shell and that opens a portal to get out of the underworld at the end of this show. Okay, yeah, that's like the one, like one of the main deviations from the plot that the show has. I see, but everyone's chill with it because it yeah makes sense to yeah. end the show. Absolutely. So what goes down in the underworld? I guess is my question. They go, we get introduced yeah. through the song doa and then all of a sudden they're like good they're like free and they're out and everything's right. fine so like there's this whole bit where um per, like because uh luke gives percy the shoes mm-hmm. with that have wings on them and the shoes are enchanted to take percy down to chronos okay like to essentially capture him mm-hmm. and um they so like as they're in the underworld because uh chronos is stuck in the underworld he gets like pulled in and then like Grover and Annabeth save him. In the book, it's Grover who gets pulled in, but um 
that i think in the show they made it percy and then um they like meet hades mm-hmm. and um meet persephone and uh a, it's a real hades town situation mm-hmm. um which by the way is coming back and we need to get i know we're going we i know they were like going. hades runs this place and i was like okay hades town crossover crossover <laughs> we love a crossover Where is, moment when when will i get my hades town percy jackson mashup that's is my what cue. i want to know <laughs> anais mitchell meets joe tracks is truly psychotic i love it and i think that it needs to happen <laughs> it will make my brain explode i love i love nothing more than the idea that like musicals exist all in the same shared universe so that they can have crossovers yeah, exactly like i think that is so that's fucked MCU up number has one broken our brains. yeah the mcu has fully broken our brains it's fucked up but i love that mm-hmm. um and it fully goes back to the one time that we were um maybe not sober and we created the lord andrew weber cinematic universe, <laughs> cinematic universe. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been not so. Yeah, there's definitely um, not a note in my phone that describes the entire thing. <laughs> I haven't thought about this. I at haven't all, thought actually. about it at all. Never. So I've been life. doing other better things. I have so. been very busy um, <laughs> writing my screenplay. Um, okay, so he gets saved from yeah. going down to Kronos. Yeah. Does he have to fight Hades? No. Okay. Not really? No. Hades is just like, what up? Yeah, he's like, what up, dude? What up? Do you have a lightning bolt? What, what, what? <laughs> and then, like, yeah, I can't, I read the book last year. I can't remember for the first time what happens, but like, essentially, they like get out of the underworld and per, uh, Percy, and this is all in the Son of Poseidon mm-hmm. um, at the end of the show, um, which I think is a really good song. Okay. Um, I really like it. And it's like a real good, uh, I finally like become the person that i'm supposed to be mm-hmm. number um it's like when hercules starts glowing yeah essentially <laughs> yeah it's very much that it's very much that and in the background you can hear like i can go the distance uh-huh, like played by an uh-huh. orchestra. michael bolton is in this he's show in the room he's it's happening <laughs> as they spake um and he like realizes like oh Ares is the one who did it because mm. if there's a war between the gods Ares would benefit the most. Ares is setting shit off. Yeah. Okay. He's like trying to pop it off. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So now does he have to fight Ares? He does fight Ares, yeah. Okay. But later. Yeah. Do you feel like this musical um ends very neatly, or do you feel like it ends almost on a cliffhanger to like set up sequel that's, musicals? That's what I like. That's one of my problems with the show actually um because and that's kind of going back to what i was talking about like earlier with like the whole introduction of chronos thing is that when you're i feel like it's just the problem of adapting something that's essentially a franchise yeah like and this kind of goes to harry potter too um even though um the cursed child is dog shit um (laughs) (laughs) that's right joanne dog shit shit. (laughs) um coming for you from america i'm gonna fly over and kick your ass um (laughs) uh fuck turfs and um we so like i feel like it's a problem because like chronos is he's the villain of like the overarching first series and you like he plays a much bigger role later on in the series Mm -hmm. um and like this first book is like just introducing you to like who he is what his plan is and so like the ending it's very open-ended i feel like because like the final song bring on the monsters is like them saying we're ready to go to war to like fight for the gods essentially and like it's extremely open-ended and musicals don't have sequels yeah we know that from annie warbucks um we know that from what's the the music of the night or whatever the fucking follow-up to the phantom of the opera Opera. like musicals are not made to have sequels so it's like 
I, I, yeah, why I are don't, we doing why this? are we doing this? But like then at the same time, I don't know how you would end it end it, yeah, without like deviating from the book, which is essentially how the movie worked. Like the movie adaptation is so bad because they deviate from the book so much. Like you don't even in the movie, you don't even like learn about Kronos or like any of the like Titan shit. Okay. Who is Luke's dad? Hermes. Hermes. Okay. Cause he's like, but he's not claimed. No, he is. Oh, he is claimed. Yeah. Okay. So why is he in charge of the unclaimed bunk? Um, because that's like the Hermes cabin. Oh, okay. It's yeah. just like who he is. Yeah. Um, so he's working with Kronos because he mm-hmm. is tired of the gods being in charge of them. Yeah, he like hates the gods. And so he wants to fight. It's essentially he's like taken the I hate my dad thing to like a I hate my dad so much I'm going to start a global war about right, it. Right, sure. Yeah. Well, I that's mean, America for you. I mean, um, if there's any a, a book about American imperialism, it's this one. <laughs> um, but then Luke gets away. He's going to be like yeah. Kronos's little And that's the munchkin. thing is that like Luke gets away. He like escapes. So like, yeah, it, it all like leaves it very open open-ended it's Mm -hmm. essentially like the book like you know that the story is supposed to continue Mm -hmm. but i highly doubt they're ever going to bring like the sea of monsters to right fucking broadway because uh this musical got panned by the critics did it when it when it transferred to broadway yeah Mm. it got really positive reviews off broadway Mm -hmm. and then when it transferred um they got like do you think that's because of the rewrite or no i think i think this show suffers a lot from like the charlie brown syndrome where Mm. it's so pared down because Mm -hmm. like it's like you saw the one act the one hour show it's essentially the same like Set. set okay and like it's just the actors on stage and there's Got like puppetry and stuff it. like that mm. and there's not a lot of set so yeah. i feel like when you okay. move it into a broadway house it's just not gonna you get work. lost yeah um really this is a hard side note but you yeah. said charlie brown so it made me laugh i was talking with my dad um about our charlie brown episode mm-hmm. and i just need to issue a quick correction okay which is that my dad did not play schroeder he <laughs> did play charlie brown they wow. did not have the rights to the <gasps> show oh so they God. called him chuck tan <laughs> it was you're a good man chuck tan and it rhymed i it i just really needed that on the record because i think it's Truly psycho. Makes me laugh so hard. We didn't have the right, so we just called it. We called it Chuck Tan. <laughs> Good man, Chuck no! Tan. And my dad played the titular Chuck Tan. Chuck Tan. <laughs> Did they have to rewrite the entire script? I doubt it. I think they just changed the names. <laughs> like, who's going to come to Montgomery City, Missouri and be like, how very dare. How dare. <laughs> they have, you don't know, Playwrights Horizons or like Playwrights play, play yeah. Scripts or whatever yeah. the fuck the... Exactly. They have yeah. people everywhere. Yeah. They're all over Which the place. Which is Schrader and Instead of Schroeder. <laughs> Schrader. <laughs> Lunas instead of Linus. <laughs> so anyway, I just needed that on the record. Because oh um, it's truly insane. I fucking love that. That's so funny. Um, okay, so here was... So I guess this is why I was confused about yeah. when they leave camp. Because there is a little... There's a song. It might be in Bring on the Monsters. Mm-hmm. Where they're talking... Or the last day of summer, maybe. Yeah. Where they're talking about um, sometimes families. She's like, I'm not going to go home. There's this big call yeah. to George Salazar, Dionysus' characters, like, get the hell out or tell me if you're not leaving because yeah. a harpy will eat you if you don't. Right. And um, so I guess it's the whole, are you going to go home for the summer or, mm-hmm. or for the winter? Essentially. Or yeah. are you not? And Annabeth is like, I stay here full time because... Yes. My family can't handle the monster attacks right. and my stepmother hates me. Classic. Um, and Percy's like, sometimes it's worth it to be with your stepmom who hates you, actually. <laughs> who hates you. <laughs> actually, um, you should be forgiving the parents who threw you out. So does Percy go back home? Yeah, he does. 
Okay. Well, he loves his mom. He so. loves his mom. And Gabe protects him, I guess. Um, she does like divorce him by the end of the book, the first book. Okay. I don't think I don't know if that's in the even musical, though he's so stinky. Yeah, he gets he gets uh, they get rid of him. Okay. Yeah. And then what? Percy's just at the mercy of the monsters. Basically, your mom already died once. I know. You're willing to risk that again. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why? I mean, honestly, okay, you want to so- go? He wants to go back to the underworld. Essentially, he's like, that was kind of fun. I I did. Oh shit! It's just, it just escaped my brain. My question. Mm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Oh, okay. Why is Talia important to this at all? He's just she's just giving background for why like Grover, Grover is, is so yeah. insane. Yeah, she does eventually come back. Okay. Um, like because in the second book they go to find the Golden Fleece, and then the Golden Fleece brings her back to life. It's a whole thing. <laughs> um, okay. I'm waiting for Mitch to start screaming nerd shit at me. <laughs> Always at the ready. Always at the ready. <laughs> Always tense for a nerd shit. We're gonna get that on a drop yeah, for truly. sure. <laughs> a button he can just press. <laughs> um, so yeah, but um, she she's basically in this show backstory for why Grover is so protective and like okay, so ready to prove himself to Percy. Essentially, okay. I simply love that her reasoning for like fighting a monster was Zeus is my dad and he wouldn't let me die. It's like yeah. my guy. Zeus will one thousand percent. He has fifteen hundred other children. If he wants to have another kid, he'll just barf just, somebody back <laughs> exactly. up. Exactly, he will turn into a cloud of mist and get a lady pregnant. <laughs> he will fuck a cow and have a child. He is not afraid. Is, he, this man will fuck anything, <laughs> literally anything, anything, and he can have a new kid. Honestly, <laughs> like that, like that, baby, like that. You are nothing to him. He is literally just the like audacity yeah. that you have. He's like, who are you again? I don't know. Um, Which of my million children are you? <laughs> Honestly. My fucking spawn. My spawn. Which one are you? <laughs> Zeus is a woman from Long Island. Yeah, correct. <laughs> he has the uh, Tracy Caputo haircut. Yeah, thousand percent. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. Let's just like. Do you have anything else? Any other notes? Um. No, I kind of got all of them. Uh, I do think because uh, in the fir- in the one hour, because I watched the first part of the one mm-hmm. hour, um, I thought it was hilarious that they were like, "We're in the sixth grade," and I was like, "You are not. You are twenty five. You are fully <laughs> in your twenties. <laughs> your mom is five years. The woman playing your mom is five years older exactly. than you." <laughs> It was. It's just very funny to yes, me. Incredible. Yeah, it's very much the um like a uh, uh, bat out of hell where Twink is like. Mm-hmm. I'm 15. It's like you're 40. You are 40. You're 40. <laughs> you're 40. Ma'am. Miss ma'am, you Miss are 40. Ma'am. But you can get away with it on stage because people nobody can see your face. Too far away. Too far away. No one brings binoculars to the opera anymore. And Not let's anymore. talk about and that. And honestly, we need to we need to get into <laughs> and that. And let's complain. Um okay, then Connor man and share this for us. Yeah. Um I actually did enjoy this a lot. Um I think that um personally, I feel like the second act. Like the music in the second act is a lot stronger than the music in the first act. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I do think it's a great adaptation of a really good story. Um, I love Riordan's characters and writing, and I feel like they did a really good job of moving it to the stage. Um, would I go see this musical? Probably just to like say that I saw it. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if it's going to like make my top 10, mm-hmm. but I'll definitely like check it out like people listen gleep. to like yeah people gleep mm-hmm. i'll uh clock a musical <laughs> clock a doc um i will uh, i'll probably like keep drive on drive will most likely make it on my like top 20 playlist okay but what is the act break song uh killer quest it is okay that's yeah. what i thought that's like the fate song right yeah okay 
Um, yeah, so I didn't I didn't hate it. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was fun. It's a good time. Meryl, man and chair. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know that I'd go see it. Maybe if you were like, let's go see it, yeah. um, I would go with you. But I think especially because we've kind of discussed how the staging is pretty sparse. Yeah. I just feel like you have so much room mm-hmm. to play with the characters and like the fantastical elements of this that I would want more like I want puppetry. I want right. I want drama. I want yeah. you know costumes. I like I want it to look big and be beautiful. Right. Um I don't know that I would love a pared down staging of mm-hmm. this. Um honestly that's why I wanted to find it on YouTube because I was like I want to see what they all right, look like. Right. Um and I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would want to go see it. But I liked the music um well enough. Mm-hmm. Again, I could hear a lot of similarities, I think, to be more chill. Yeah. Um and so, you know, I didn't hate it. Uh, it was not like it's not like my favorite, but I also think that that's because I didn't understand what was sure. going on. Yeah, I'd love to that. revisit this once I'd read the book and yeah. to see if that helps kind of clarify anything. Definitely. Um, so that I could follow along a little bit closer. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun way to spend an hour. I think if you're familiar with this series, yeah, you'll enjoy it. It sounds mm-hmm. like um, the fans seem to enjoy yeah, this at absolutely. least of, of the ab- adaptations of the that adaptations. exist. Um, so TBD on if there's a sequel to the Lightning. <laughs> yeah, <Eve>. right. Honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was fine. Not my know, favorite, Disney but I didn't owns, hate it. Disney owns the rights now, and they're of course bringing they do. a TV show, too. Yeah, of course. Of course they do. What doesn't Disney own is the question. Honestly. Um, Yiko, Maiko. We can't get into this. Uh, <laughs> Connor, before we end, I would just love to know uh, what your favorite, if you had to if you had to name a top, what, what would your favorite young adult series oh. be? interesting that's a good question um and why is it the left behind series <laughs> just kidding just kidding that was a trigger that was a trigger an attack <laughs> an attack did you know that i i read that series i started that series not realizing that it was christian fiction yeah that it was fully it believe was in god or go to hell <laughs> like y- if you do not believe in god yeah. you will roast forever <laughs> You will be a human chicken on a spit. Uh-huh. Um, uh, wild. Yeah. I, ha- I I couldn't read the rest. After I finished the first book, I was like, I'm I never reading. I got I'm through the whole first one. I was like, this is, un- this is unhinged. Unhinged. I can't. I'm not going to read about people who get raptured. No, no thanks. I'm busy. I'm very good. I couldn't. I, no. Oh my <laughs> it's God. not for me. Triggering. Not for, me and for my family. Um, that's a good question. I normally I would probably say like Harry Potter, but I've definitely like grown out of my Harry Potter phase. Yeah, for sure. Um, really hard. I mean, right now I really I because I've been reading the Percy Jackson series for the past year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. How many books is it? It's uh the first each series is five books, so it's okay. about fifteen. Oh my god. Um, and I I'm on the final series right now. Um. Riordan is a really good writer. Mm-hmm. Um, his he has really good like handle on character, and um, his books are wildly more diverse than Harry Potter ever was. Mm-hmm. Like there's queer characters and there's characters of color, which is nice. amazing. Um, and yeah, I would probably say either that or like maybe series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I've just started reading that with the kids. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, I loved these books when I was. A child they're so I fun love them now yeah um i also was really into i 
honestly, God, cannot tell you the name of them. Mm-hmm. It was a trilogy. It was written by an Australian author. Okay. Like maybe one of the names was like The Key or something. Okay. It was about these. It was fantasy, which is why I'm surprised that I remember. But they like time traveled oh. um, and had to fight in the past and stuff. They were like fighting for time. So if Ooh. anyone has read anything <laughs> like that and wants to tweet at me the name of that series so I can find it and reread it, I would love that. I would also uh, say maybe Animorphs. That You just reminded <laughs> me of that as well. I never read Animorphs. Oh my god, it's so good. Gig. It's actually like wildly it's extremely dark. Oh, it's like okay. a meditation on like what war does to people. <laughs> good. And like the end, the the finale of the series is essentially like people have PTSD. <laughs> One of them is being tried as a war criminal. Sure. Like it's fucked up. And that's why they turn into newts. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but if you ever want to read like a really dark meditation about what it means to send children to war, read the Animorphs. Go and, and that's Animorphs. <laughs> All like 50 books of the series. Okay. Good to know. Um, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Let us know what your favorite. Yeah. Tweet what at us. series do you want to see adapted for the stage? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> Which would you want to see adapted for stage? Um, gosh, I don't know. I feel like I... I think the same reason we're having trouble with this mm-hmm. as an adaptation is that when you're in a series, it's hard, it's hard. to yeah. like close up. Right. Although I do think that um, you could adapt a series of unfortunate events, but I would do a later book. I wouldn't do the sure. bad beginning, but yeah. then it's kind of like you don't have context for right. kind of similar to how they did the first movie before they, oh, the yeah. Netflix took it over when they did like the first, the three, first three books. books. I think you could do something like that where you kind of blend mm-hmm. Um, but I also think they have such a specific voice. That's the thing for me about a series of unfortunate events. It has a very specific voice yeah. that it's written with that I think would be really hard to translate. The same reason Agreed. I think the movies didn't work so well. Yeah. Although the series was okay because you had a narrator. Like right. I think that it would be hard to adapt mm-hmm. to the stage. I feel like if I were to see that one adapted to stage, I wouldn't want to see it as a musical. I think it would no, work a pl- better straight as a play. play. Yeah, a thousand. I think it could work really well yeah. as a straight play. And because it's so like gothic and Victor- yeah, like kind of gothic, kind of Victorian, kind of like weird. Yeah. Old, like of a period, but not, you're not really sure what period right. like it is. Like it's Victorian, but it's also not. Yeah, yeah. It's like co- kind of set out of time, yeah. which I, I enjoy. I think it'd be fun. Um, and so, a yeah. great like vehicle for children actors. Yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. And you know I famously hate child actors, yeah, so <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> what about you, Colin? What do you um, mean? Oh, that'd be that yeah. Um hmm. I think honestly, I think it mm, no, you can't really do that. I was gonna say like maybe the giver. I on I stage. was thinking the giver. Like they tried to make that into a movie, which I never saw. Yeah, I never saw the movie with Meryl Streep. Um, but I think it I think that could be a fun play. Yeah. I um, loved the giver as yeah. a child. Lola Flowery fucks yeah. is that isn't it Lois yeah it's Lois Lowry okay I feel like that could you could probably do a really good adaptation of that into mm-hmm. a play because like um they've done stuff like that where it's like a little bit weirder like um uh the incident of the dog in the nighttime they adapted that into a play right and that's um largely about like the experience of being um autistic, autistic right okay. and um I feel like you could do some like really interesting stuff with like technology, like t- with the tech yeah. in Giver that yeah. would be really cool on stage. Yeah, I think that's what I'm so bummed about hearing that it's a sparse staging for Percy yeah. Jackson because I was like, you could do so much, I think, with the tech. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to when we saw um, Hercules mm-hmm. in the park. Oh, the yeah. The public did um, Hercules. And, you know, and that's like a more low, that's 
not even a full Broadway mm-hmm. budget. Right. Like that's a lower production yeah. budget. And I thought they did an incredible job. Like the puppetry was super cool. Yeah. And that actually had minimal staging as well because it's mm-hmm. all outdoors. So it's not like you can fly set pieces right. in or anything, but they had like the columns and stuff and they were on scaffolding. Mm-hmm. Classic theater loves scaffolding. Oh my God. Um, yeah. But I think you could do more with the like costuming right. and the puppetry. Yeah. You and can leave a bare set yeah, almost absolutely. or like a, a, almost like a Grecian ruins right. set. Oh, that'd be um, fun. But I'm I'm bummed to hear. Yeah. I just think there's so many cool things you can do. We can I do, do know, so much with tech now. I do know that they have like the show has puppetry because I watched like the trailer mm-hmm. for it. So like okay. I have puppetry for like the monsters and sure. stuff like that. But yeah, I'm not a like, man with a bull head on. No, it's like like the Minotaur <laughs> is like a full like puppet, okay, um, which is cool. Yeah, that's um, what I want to see. But like, uh, yeah, I totally get what you mean though. Yeah. Just take advantage of the yeah. resources. Let's go full Spider-Man. Let's fucking fly. Oh, Let's break this Minotaur's back. <laughs> Snap him in half above the audience. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Full Green Goblin, baby. Yay. Okay. Um, Connor, mm-hmm. anything to plug? Um, I don't know when this will come out, but it'll most likely come out around the time that this is being published. Um, I will have a, uh, a satire piece coming out in the magazine Widget. Woo! Um, it is a uh, the first day of school on Elon Musk's Martian colony. <laughs> oh boy! So if you I look forward don't to like reading. Elon Musk and you don't like cryptocurrency, this is the perfect piece for you. <laughs> Amazing, Meryl. How about for you? Nothing for me, but you can find this podcast across all platforms. Bits over Bway. You can email us bitsoverbway at gmail.com. You can find this podcast anywhere you find podcasts: Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, Google Play, Amazon Music, um, we're everywhere. And if we're not there, let us know. We will get there. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is it. Okay. Bye. Bye. He's like walking through the underworld and he's like, why the fuck is my backpack so heavy? (laughs)